Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. <laughs> Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Teh Talks. Woo! We, woo! Um, we wanted to say thanks to everyone who listened to our first episode. Um, if you haven't yet, go listen to it. What are you doing? Um, you have to listen to that first. You no, have to. Yeah. If you don't listen to it first, then you're not going to understand this one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thanks also for our one review on Apple Podcasts to the man who said mantap. Makasih banyak. If you have Apple Podcasts, give us a review. Give us five stars. Come on. Anyways, welcome to our second episode. Um, Really excited for this one. We actually have our other host here today, Laika. Assalamualaikum everyone. My name is Laika and I am a third year architecture student at The Ohio State University. Um, I think I can call myself a freelance graphic designer. I do a lot of graphics. I'm like graphics chair of like our American Institute of Architecture Students oh. like club at, at OSU. Um, I also really like to play Elden Ring. Call me a gamer, I guess. Okay. Um, and on my resume, I've been saying I'm the youth program head and like operations coordinator for IMSA Youth. That's what I that's what I put on my resume lately. So nice. I'm that. So I've been helping a lot with Muktamar and just the exec board in general. Okay. True. How are you liking it? How am I liking work IMSA? Yeah, as if we literally all don't work together. <laughs> no, I was like, I like it a lot. <laughs> okay, great. Well, welcome, Laika, to our podcast. Um, we got the full team today. So I guess to start off, I kind of just want to do like a check-in. Like, what's up? What's been up this week? Anything new? Anything old? I'm going to Boston next week. Ooh, yeah so like us flying back to boston with me because i'm on spring break um and like us coming back with me yeah nice yeah oh, that's fun since it's the week before my spring break it's been kind of kind of hectic the project we're doing now uh we're working with partners and i really like my partner he's going to berlin tomorrow and our like mid review it's kind of a big deal like you have like deliverables and like everything that like, you have to like go like put pin up and like present and everything was supposed to be on friday but since he's not going to be here we had to do it today and so just it's like getting everything ready for today i mean everything worked out fine and i'm kind of relieved that it's like out of the way but yeah this week is just gonna be a little difficult week review go Week review. Um, this week has just been typical week. Uh, I've also been playing my trip because before I started med school, I'll be going to Europe. So since I'm a fob, I was born in Indonesia. I have an Indonesian passport. Thus, I need to make a visa, which is very time consuming and very annoying. But humble for everything. But excited to go on that trip. And uh, so stay tuned for the IG pics. But aside from that, um, yeah, this week has just been good. What's up? me oh my god job applications i'm so okay if you are hiring for like a legal assistant or an admin or like a receptionist please hire me just like slide into my dms i'll send you my resume okay Hold on. um okay so i'm on spring break right now i'm a little sick if you couldn't tell um I couldn't. not that this is the same oh thank you now this is the okay. same caliber as i feel like kiana you're more well into your like adulting than I am but I'm in the process of applying to like internships right now and thinking about what I want to do over the summer and just because I'm the type of person to think too much about I just get ahead of myself now that I'm like approaching you know a midway point in college I start to think a lot about the relationship between like your skills versus your passion versus your lifestyle Again, not that an internship directly like connects with all three of those things, but it just has me thinking like I want to make intentional decisions and I don't want to, I want to do something that I'm good at, but also something sustainable. So I think that's something 
I'll definitely I'm I want to talk to more um adults about like I feel like you got I don't want to box you in as like old people that's not what I'm saying but obviously I think I've been thinking a lot about what it means to be useful but also be happy what are you interested in like what are you what internships are you applying for I'm applying for some more like counseling mental health services type internships but then I'm also interested in writing so some more English related internships I was in this class and it was one of those like groundbreaking podcast like headlines that are like passion doesn't matter question mark it was supposed to be like a clickbaity type thing and it was just this dude talking about how like you don't necessarily have to go into something that you're passionate about. It matters more that you can like develop your interests and skills in something because if people are, if you're just told to like find your passion, you fall under the like understanding that it's out there for you to find. And like some people just don't, are not made for that. So it's just interesting to think about. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. Like, do you think that's correct? I do have a comment. I know I'm not a host. When I took youth director, a lot of, people were like, a lot of people outside of IMSA were like, oh, you know, this is something you can monetize, right? Like, you know, like a lot of youth directors get paid. But my biggest thing, and I think also just watching a lot of the IMSA parents is like, I do my job so that I can do other things. I don't, I'm not looking for fulfillment from my job. Like I find fulfillment through mm-hmm. my community work, my hobbies, hanging out with my friends and family, my little travels a job is a job like you get the paycheck and you leave I I think trying to find fulfillment from your job is only gonna burn you out at the end of the day unless you do things like ethical like a doctor no but that's like such a hot take that I think people need to say more because I think we romanticize the like you need to find a job that fits everything or you need to be doing something in your adult life that's fulfilling and you know humanitarian and pays well and you're good at which I don't know did you think that you found your balance like did you know that from the get-go or is that something you just realized along the way that like okay you do your job so you can have fulfilling things outside of your job it took a while it took a while to get there um but yeah I I also kind of thought about it like if I were paid to do IMSA if I were paid to do community work it would lose I would lose the appeal very quickly it wouldn't be fun anymore. It would just be another chore. It would just be another job. So so for me, um, like right now, I'm in my gap year. So I've been working for a year and a half as a diabetes research coordinator. Um, and I do a lot of patient facing stuff. So I conduct appointments and, you know, connect with families, but I also do um, processing and work in the lab. But for me at first, I think it was definitely fulfilling. You know, I'm like, oh, I get to meet patients and all this stuff. But then now that I'm at the tail end, I know that I'm going to leave in April. I'm like, bye. I can't wait to leave. Like every day I'm like, ah, one step closer to being done. But it's this part of my career. This part of my journey, uh, life is only like one segment of my journey on the way to becoming a physician and which I f- hopefully will be f- fulfilling. I know it's going to be hard, but I am excited uh, for which what I think is my passion, right? Because, you know, I love, you know, medicine, science and helping people. But it's, yeah, I think it's hard because I know a lot of doctors these days who are burnt out because, you know, the hospitals are like making them work like 80 to 100 hours and then you don't have time with their patients. So I really hope it'll be fulfilling for me, but I know it's going to be really difficult. Wait, Isan, I have two questions for you. Like, did you, looking back kind of in hindsight to maybe like the clubs or hobbies that you had in like high school and college, do you think that predicted your interest in being a physician pretty well? Do you feel like you had a lot of different interests? Like how well do you think your own interests, just general life interests compared to like your career? And then my second question for you is... Oh, it, this might be kind of deep, so I don't know how much you want to go into this, but so I've been like watching, do you know the medical show New Amsterdam? Oh, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching it and it's, so compared to like Grey's Anatomy or, and, and stuff, I think it comments more on like the social issues or surrounding healthcare. Mm-hmm. And it just got me thinking because, you know, I have other friends who are like going into healthcare. Do you, 
as you're like progressing in your studies and like your work like how do you reconcile I guess like your your work in the field with like this systemic problems you're seeing and like the flaws in the system um does that ever feel like beyond you I, I think that kind of gets to the heart of the like fulfillment thing like do you feel like it could still be fulfilling or you know what, what's your take on wow, that that's that was a lot uh, I guess the, for the first question um I think I really had a lot of influence from my mom because growing up I so my dad used to live in Abu Dhabi so then he I would only be with my mom during residency and then I used to go to the hospital with her and then I used to sleep at the hospital sometimes so I've always known like I've always known that I think medicine is something for me, but I also had personal experiences. So growing up uh, at the age of four, I was diagnosed with Parkinson White, which is um, a heart congenital defect. And then um, throughout like my childhood, I had like uh, EKG stress tests and everything to make sure I was cleared for sports because basically this is really like, I don't know, this is going a lot, but basically uh well my heart so in my heart I had an extra pathway and with this extra electrical pathway uh the electrical circuit can go back through that pathway and it can cause cause my heart to palpitate and just go like really fast and go into tachycardia and then I could like die basically so I always had to get cleared for everything but it wasn't until 18 I had an ablation and which they took away this um the pathway and it made me realize like wow, medicine is like amazing and something I want to pursue. But I also had volunteered in the hospital and I really like patient interaction and uh, connecting with people because I love just learning from everyone because I think everyone has a unique story or something that you can learn from. But second, about your question about social issues. And I think as physicians, it's really hard because, I mean, I'm not a physician yet, but I think it's really difficult because you have such an important role in society, right? Like you're supposed to help people. Like you're not only curing them from their, you know, disease and, you know, uh, hoping they get better, but there's also a social aspect. Like my mom always tells me that when she comes in, she have a patient come in, but with like, it's her physical, right? But then there's always a question about, oh, depression and, you know, all these things. And it's, you're not just a doctor. You're also a counselor. Your um, you're everything in one. But another thing, I just read a book. It's oh wait, oh but anyway, I just finished this book. It's called Being Mortal. Um, it's I recommend everyone to read it because it goes into old age and Who's the author, uh, Atul Gawande. But basically, it's about how even in the like in the U.S., like we have so much advancement in technology and everything. But when it comes to old age, there's still no answer. You know, like it's it's like really sad thinking about getting old and like dying because you realize obviously this time is finite but as physicians like there's you realize the limitations to medicine and it brings up the social issues of should we go ahead and do this procedure if it's you know if it may actually ruin or uh decrease the lifespan of this person um but people are just short-sighted and they don't realize they don't think about those things because they they think that medicine is the answer everything is the answer to everything but it's not so I mean I sorry I just went on a tangent but yeah just kind of no that was a really like I it was a really comprehensive answer thank you but yeah no I was really good I like how that also we got to know you better oh yeah I like, didn't I feel know like, those things about you so yeah, yeah me either thank you for sharing yeah, thanks for sharing yeah of course of course I don't know, does anybody else feel like their interests growing up and throughout their life predicted their careers pretty well? Or do you feel like the opposite is true? I feel like that could go for anybody. Like, Kiana, what got you interested in, like, legal yeah. stuff and, you know, that realm? Um, so growing up, I felt like I just, it's not that I didn't know what to do. It's just that I kept changing my mind. Um, when I was like in elementary school, I wanted to kind of follow the same path as like my grandpa. He like did economics and stuff. And now he's like an economic advisor. And then I kind of was like, eh, never mind. I just don't really want to deal with money. And then in middle school, I got braces. And so I told myself I wanted to be an orthodontist. But then I was like, eh, never mind because the schooling seems really long. 
And then, so I kind of, okay, this is going to sound so not stupid, but it's going to sound silly. How I landed on criminology and criminal justice as a major is, do you guys know the show Criminal Minds? Yes. Of course, it's a classic. (laughs) A little underground, a little indie. (laughs) Yeah, so I would like got into that show shout out to nadia she's the one that got me into that show but um from there i was like oh this seems really interesting like not only like the criminal justice system but also kind of like you know why people commit crimes and so i was full-fledged on being a fbi agent that obviously did not happen my parents were like that is way too dangerous no so i was like okay next best thing is law so that's how I got into the legal field. Um, I also just think law is like really interesting. It's interesting to see how some cases, their rulings are like laws that are derived from cases that happen. Um, but also it's kind of like fitting situations into the laws that are already in place. Like, I feel like that's so interesting, kind of like finding loopholes. Wait, did you ever consider going to law school? Yeah, that's a plan of mine in the near future i but it's funny because nelfall is like i want to be a house husband so go back to school honestly king honestly king more people more many he's like he said equality he said equality is here he's ready to do his part do you want to go to law school in australia or would you come back to the u.s i feel like i would probably have to go to law school here um, it's funny though because lawyers here can practice law with a bachelor's in law. Well, I know in America it's like you have to get your JD to be able to practice law. So I want to go back to school for my JD. Wait, what's JD? A juris doctorate. Oh. Is there like a bar association in Australia too? Like, I, I don't think know there that, is. How does that work? I just don't know how it's set up here because you know how in america it's like you have to be barred in each state you want to practice in i don't know if it's the same here because i know in indonesia it's like if you're a lawyer then you can practice anywhere in indonesia so i don't know Hmm. interesting is there a specific type of law you would like to practice oh my god um i feel like i've been exposed to a good amount of law my last firm i am really thankful for i feel like the lawyer that i worked for had a lot of different, I guess, areas of expertise. Um, probably one of the ones that I'm most interested in is family law, the drama. I love the drama. And also it's not my drama, so it's really fun. But criminal law probably as well. Um, I don't know, estate planning, like wills, trusts, things like that. But I don't know. There's literally like lawyers for everything. So Oh, I'm bound to find something I like, but Hannah, what are you studying again? Um, okay. Well, it's actually funny because I was also like a pre-law girly. I was <laughs> I am studying psychology and communication. So psych, um, yeah, so psychology and then I started off with sociology because like that would be a it was a very broad, I felt like it was a really broad social studies type of major. And then it would connect well with, I don't know, not that you have to be a specific major to be pre-law. But then I I just got really interested in psychology. And it's a little bit more focused on the individual than it is on like a s- social issues, broadly speaking, as like sociology did. And then communications is really interesting because it's kind of like sociology and English at the same time. So that kind of fed into my interest in like writing and still looking at, I guess, more like macro social issues. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm studying. Wait, are you interested in getting like a master's degree or like a doctorate? Oh, that's such a good question. I was like considering going into psychiatry, Ooh. but I don't want to go to med school. I am not going to med school sorry son I could not like I just I see and then you know taking orgo just sounds awful like I I couldn't do it um but I think I would definitely have to get a master's if I wanted to at least like be a counselor of some sort Mm -hmm. I like obviously the more 
degrees you have, the better chance you get at being paid more. I got like really interested in, I don't know if you guys, we had somebody speak at Muktamar for, um, from this organization, Khalil Center. So they're an Islamic psychotherapy organization, Khalil Center, if you're hearing this. Um, I'm interested in working for you one day. Um, but yeah, so I'm really interested in that. Also because this is going to get a little bit deep, but like I've been, I've thought a lot about how like the current mental health trends, I think we're really lucky to live in an age where things are becoming like destigmatized and mental health is becoming more accessible. And there's a huge push to encourage people to go into therapy. But then at the same time, I think the more quote unquote like progressive we get with the with these like with this narrative, the more I start to feel like it can be kind of exclusive to certain communities and like demographics. So for example, like our parents' generation, and I don't, don't want to like other them and say that all, you know, first generation immigrants are the same, but like generally speaking, therapy isn't the first thing that they think of when, you know like they think of resolving mental health issues and they don't even maybe even recognize certain things as like mental health issues so just interested in like alternative mental health um options that are more like culturally sensitive or more compatible with our dean not to say that like psychology isn't but like there are muslim like psychology specialists and there are really prominent scholars of psychology who are muslim and that gets like swept under under the rug when you're studying psychology at a liberal arts like institution in america so that's long story short i, I kind of want to contribute to something more like specific more culturally sensitive more religiously compatible in psychology um like a that yes a master's hopefully communications is more like my private like interest I guess if I want to like do some writing or like marketing stuff I don't know like I also just wonder like the relationship between like what you study in college versus like the actual career you'll you'll have I feel like a lot of people talk about this that like it's not a it's not an exact predictor like of what your lifestyle is going to be like like you studying you know, for eight hours a day and doing a lot of reading isn't the same thing as like, exactly, if you go into like research versus like you go into something more applied. So I don't know, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that too, like whether that's a concern of yours. Because I think for a while being in psych, there's a lot of research, there's a more researchy trend, but like that's not really what I want to do. I want to do more like applied work. So like a, Tell us about your... Yeah, how'd you get uh, into architecture? So you guys, I actually thought I was going to be a medical doctor oh, for really? like the no. longest time. Like I'm talking, I'm talking kindergarten, like, like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to be a doctor. And then like, by the time I was in elementary school, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a neurosurgeon for sure. Like <laughs> definitely, Dang. definitely. And yes. It is because of my parents, hundred percent. But I was so I was so dead set. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a doctor. Like I knew exactly how many years of medical school I needed to go to. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Harvard. <laughs> and it wasn't up until I got to high, like my second, the uh, sophomore year of high school, and I was like, you know, maybe I don't want to be a doctor. But at that point, I was like. I don't know then I have no clue and like I had this like whole thing with my parents about telling them that I didn't want to be a doctor anymore and so my oldest sister um she worked for the American Institute of Architects but she she's not an architect she she worked more as like their um like programs coordinator so she like planned like their events and like kept on track like it was more of like the communication side and like the event planning side to like this. And after the whole thing with my parents and not telling them I didn't want to be and telling them I didn't want to be a doctor anymore, she, I was like, oh God, what do I want to do? I don't know yet. And I was kind of stressed out about it. And she was like, why don't you 
or like AIA like has this like camp architecture for like high schoolers every summer and she was like why don't you just like try it out see if you like it and I was like and so I did and I got scholarship and I went and it was like two weeks and it was like it's like it's at the they have it at the school of architecture here at OSU and I have to say I loved it it was great and thank god I found what I was actually passionate about like pretty soon after I realized I didn't want to be a doctor because I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't known like what I wanted to do like immediately but I really enjoyed it and then I went back so that was my that was the summer before my junior year and then I went back the summer before my senior year and I still really liked it and safe to say that it is still my passion because you know it is very common for people to be dropping for people to drop out of architecture like people be dropping left and right it's a hard program like uh I have undergrad friends who they're in like the college of design here and they're saying like yeah architecture is so hard like every week you guys have to do like sketches and all this stuff and it's like super intense thank you for saying that that's so validating actually because every time not every single time but some of the times when I'm like oh yeah it's like kind of like really hard sometimes people are like architecture like you wouldn't expect it to be like super difficult it's not a difficult major it just has crazy work hours like actually if you google it like majors with like the most like work hours architecture is at the top and it's not a difficult major it just takes so long and like do you have like what kind of architecture are you uh, interested in designing um I'm honestly not completely sure yet that is something that has been on my mind a lot especially since you kind of have to go to grad school if you want to become a licensed architect and like when you go to grad school you like you kind of focus more on like specific fields of architecture I guess or like yeah I interned at a fir- an architecture firm last summer and they made they did a they did more like public projects like school like schools and like school renovations and um some libraries and I did enjoy that but honestly architecture gets so it's it's so easily romanticized like in school it's like it's like kind of fun like you have these like cool projects and it's like especially with OSU it's like very conceptual it's very theoretical like you can have fun with it pretty much but then once you get to like the real world and like an office it's it's very corporate and not as it's very different so I don't know like I don't know exactly what field I want to go into honestly I've kind of been thinking about being more of like an architect like I kind of want to do research I kind of want to stay in academia if I'm going to be honest I actually have a question for all of you guys um did you guys feel like some sort of pressure from either your family or immediate friends or your parents to kind of go into what you are studying or did study now? Yeah, I think for me, so I come from like a generation of uh, a family of doctors. So like my grandparents were doctors and then my mom and her siblings, uh, two of them are doctors and then like me and some of my cousins are going to be doctors. So I think in our family, it's just kind of default. Like if you're not going to be a doctor, then what are you doing? But for, I always ask my parents just because I was also interested in medicine. So I knew I wanted to do it, but I always asked my parents like, Oh, what if I didn't want to become a doctor? Like, would you still love me the same? (laughs) Or like, would you be disappointed in me? Or like what? And my parents are always like, as long as you follow your passions and you're happy with what you're doing, that's all that matters. But you also have to be realistic with kind of like the financial aspect and making sure you're doing something that, you know, you can live off of and survive and support a family with. So I think it's, I, my parents definitely influenced me, but I also took it upon myself, you know, to follow this path. So that's, that's me. This is so this is definitely side note but Isan would you consider yourself a nipple baby dang um I think I don't think okay 
New segment, <laughs> nepotism baby or not. Damn. Okay, I don't think it's nepotism per se because it's not like, oh, my mom could be like, oh, uh, get him into mm-hmm. this medical school. You know, like I still have to carve my own path. And But I definitely do think that if you have some a, fa- a relative in medicine, it's easier to, you know, get shadowing hours mm-hmm. or connect with other physicians, and which definitely helps. But yeah, <laughs> maybe. I know. I like the honesty. I like the honesty. Leica, you kind of mentioned um, in your like overview of what got you to architecture that you did feel a bit of you had a lot of like influence from your parents mm-hmm. and your family do you want to like talk about mm-hmm. that more why did they want you to become a physician why does any immigrant parent want their child to become a physician <laughs> no that's so true I always ask no, my this dad is that. so like I feel like I'm living a cliche okay I am living a cliche like whose parents did not want them to be a doctor at some point in their life Exactly. I'm sure all of our listeners out there can relate. I get it. I get it. Because it's like, I'm sure we can all relate to at least to some extent. But I feel like, obviously, with being like a doctor, there's that whole well, one, there's like, it's just good. Prestige. It's just like such a good thing. Like you're helping people like, like, mashallah, you know what I mean? But then there's also that I feel like there's also that financial stability that also comes with it. It's kind of like the whole package. And so and especially like, from our parents who my dad my parents he came here to provide for us and to give us a better life because he he didn't come from a lot in Indonesia and and there's also that what is it notoriety there's that prestige I feel like being a doctor is like the best thing that like your child could become in terms of like ethic morality money prestige yeah like I said it's like the whole package and so no, I agree. I think it makes a lot of sense why. It's a cliche for a reason. It's a cliche I think for it's... a good reason. But it's like, at the end of the day, I was kind of, I don't want to say brainwashed, but definitely I w- it was put into my mind since I was like a kid. You should really be a doctor. Like, you know, it'd be so good. And I believed it. I believed it but now I'm like I could never be in biology like I could never like I could not I'm technically stem but I could not be like stem you know what I mean wait do you feel like you've reconciled that more like now like how do you feel about um you know those pressures that you experienced before versus how you feel about like your when I was like officially deciding what my major was going to be like my senior year of college I was and like by that time I had already like pretty much settled on architecture but I was really um reconsidering it because I felt like I wasn't like doing enough like ethically speaking like I was like oh like I get to I'm designing pretty buildings Whereas it's like, I felt like I just, I wasn't doing enough for like my community or like other people. But then I shadowed someone, an architect at a a local firm here. And she talked about this project that they had worked on called the Legacy House. And basically they designed this single family home free of like and then they had and they basically had a family move in like free of charge and like they designed it and built it like free like the funds came from like people in the community and they had a family move in like free of cost and like they all like helped design it and then they all like took some part in like building it as well and like it was just like like it's completely like for the community and they've done this like a couple of times like I think they want to keep doing it and she spoke about it with such passion. And then I realized that you can do like actually like actual good things for the community. Architecture Loki is very elitist. Like this is not a hot take in the in the architecture community, but it is super elitist. Used to just be these rich white guys and it used to be just for the rich for like the longest time. But I think it's definitely evolved to be something that's like that can actually be something good for the community and like actually help because and it's something I've learned so far but honestly architecture 
controls people's ways of living a lot more than you would think. There's also like the whole like gentrification and and redlining and all of that that really made me rethink every my my whole life decision. And I'm still learning about it. I'm still like trying to not contribute to that when I'm like working. Okay, so it sounds like based on at least from what like Isan and Kiana are uh, no wait Isan and Laika what you guys were saying your careers and like your personal um decisions were informed by like oh wanting to like help people you have these like this morality attached to like your careers I think that can for me like when I think about that it really makes me think of that it sometimes feels like you have to decide between doing something that is beneficial to others versus something that will be financially fulfilling or something that I'm like you know passionate in so I don't know like what's your what are your what's your take on that like what are your personal experiences with feeling like you have to choose between all that I don't know how much you want to share yeah oh okay I want I'll share um I want to make this conversation okay yeah I've been thinking about it a lot like when I kind of talked about like psychology earlier and even when I talk about it I realize how it's a big idea I don't mean to like dumb down my own aspirations but I sounds really idealistic and I just wonder like it's just a really honest thought like whether it would be better to save something so meaningful as like a side project something I'm not paid for we talked about this a little bit earlier that sometimes you know your job can just be your job and then your interests your passions should be can be something you pursue outside and that allows you to have more energy and time for that. And I'm still kind of working through that. Like, I don't really know where I stand because I feel like for a lot of my life, everything was of equal weight. Like my studies to me kind of hold equal weight-ish to like the extracurricular pursuits, like doing MCU youth stuff. Um, maybe not the same thing as like my hobbies, but because I'm in college slash like not employed, everything is up for grabs like I at any point I could shift my focus to like okay maybe doing more youth work community organizing as a career versus doing more technical stuff but like that's what I get paid for so I don't know I it I feel like I actually might not figure that out until I'm like in it like until I try it I won't know yeah big adulting questions do you guys agree disagree like do you think it's just something I'll have to figure out? Is it something you've learned by experience? What's your combo like in terms of doing something technical and something passionate outside of your job? I was, while you were talking, I was thinking like we're all like studying and like what we're all um, in like in the our respective fields. I feel like a big part of it is this like human connection. And like, like wanting to do something for like your community that's just kind of already ingrained. So I feel like it, it's like, it doesn't have to necessarily be like work, passion, completely separate or completely together. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, you can still be like, you can still find some passion in like your line of work and like the job that you have. And well, like, and while also like having something on the side, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not, it doesn't, it's not like super, it doesn't have to be like black and white. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it doesn't have to be an all or nothing or like super black and white. Like, I don't know, Kiana, as somebody that's in the workforce, um, what's your experience been? Have you, do you have any insight into this, like, based on just like getting out there and like working? Well, I think that you don't have to narrow it down to just like one passion, like in your life, like you can always be like passionate about stuff outside of work, but also the work that you do, you should find at least like some drive and some interest in it. Just cause like, if you hate it, then like, what are you doing type thing? Like, I don't know if you're going to wake up every single morning and like dread going to work and think it's like the worst thing in the whole entire world. Like, why would you put yourself through that? Then you'll probably carry it into other aspects of your life as well and kind of be really miserable there but I feel like having a passion for the work you do but then kind of keeping it at work 
and having a balance of, you know, your other passions elsewhere. I feel like that's really helpful. Yeah, like what you said about like you can have multiple passions. I know that's probably like a no brainer, but yeah, you can have a passion for what you do in its own unique way. And then you can have like interests and other pursuits. It's like not one or the other. I think that it's fine. I think it's I think it's great that if you like to have passion in, in your work, but I think it's also important to say that like you should also have your boundaries as in like like you work what you get paid for like it's good to be passionate but you can't you shouldn't be too passionate about it because otherwise your life like your life your schedule is gonna go out the window and yeah no a hundred percent I remember Keanu I, I don't remember when you said this but you said to me like once you're off the clock you don't have to do anything for work and I because I'm the one who used to like every time I got an email at like eight o'clock at night or whatever I'd respond to it but then now I think about I'm off the clock I don't need to yeah like, like they should respect your time exactly respecting your time I also yes. think it's like 100%. harder when you're in school because you like you go to classes for like a set amount of hours and then after those classes you're continuously doing work for your major as well so mm-hmm. it kind of like messes up like how much time you should spend for work and then for like pleasure or like leisure um but I think like once you get into the work field some offices I'm gonna say some because not all some offices are really good at kind of just being like you work for this amount of hours anything outside of it don't deal with it until you get back into work the next day and so I feel like just having that balance will help with I guess your quote-unquote passion for your work because it's not like you feel like you need to tend to it like 24 hours a day did you guys ever think about not going to school at all or was that just not an option never like college never yeah, college, never yeah. okay do you think college is necessary to become successful I, I don't think I so don't either think so. I think that like we're definitely made to be- well I think it's good to encourage everyone you know I think it's good to make it accessible I think education and of its own is like good to encourage people especially since so many people historically have been excluded from that but at the same time like I think the more that you see there's more to that story too because like education the education system, the higher education system, um, at least in America, can become really elitist and really just, it's more about like getting that degree and like checking off certain boxes to get a certain job than the actual like education itself. So it's worth evaluating like, well, if your end goal is X and you just need that end goal, like why why spend so much money to get there? Um, and it seems like more and more people have found success in pursuing more like quote-unquote unconventional routes to getting where they want to career-wise so I feel like we should just normalize that more at least have more accessible paths but it is that it's so yeah it's like less about college or not and more about can we like are there different paths for people are we supporting them and like making things accessible for them yeah because then it just like excludes people that can't or don't want to go to college like it's not for everyone Mm -hmm. I agree with that because I feel like uh I'm sure you guys like know people too who they're going they're in college but they're just going through the motions they maybe they maybe it's because they haven't found their passion yet but I just think like dang you're wasting or you're spending so much money just to like you know party or like just get through it and at the end you might not even be happy with what you're doing so I think it's I like you said, I would encourage people to go to college, you know, just to have that, you know, degree. But it doesn't mean like you have to. Um, and there are other options as well. It's important to think about. Also, college is so expensive for no reason. I mean, I guess for some reason, but for the most part, for no Honestly, reason. Honestly, whenever I tell Nelfall or like his friends about how expensive college is and it's in US dollars, they're like so shocked at like how much I paid per semester 
Because also they have student loans here too, but you don't have to pay them back until you make over a certain amount. And there's like no, I don't know if there's interest that accrues on it, but to Hanan's point of having other pathways to become successful, more accessible, um, I definitely do see it more here in Australia because you can get like certificates for certain things that like allows you to be certified. So like Nalfal is working on his like certificate to become a case manager for um disability support so he doesn't have to like technically go back to school for it but it's like you know certification and i feel like nobody ever tells you that whenever you're going to high school in america it's kind of like college or nothing type thing it's like college or deadbeat type thing and i feel like that is so bad so bad especially considering how expensive it is it's like you're given like no real option and then I feel like for a lot of us, you know, our parents didn't go to high school here. They didn't go to college. Or, you know, some of them might have gone to, I guess, undergrad and grad school. But the process of, you know, applying, you know, doing ACT, SAT and all that stuff and doing college apps, I feel like it's so different. And I feel like when I was doing it, I was just doing it on my own, you know, because like my mm-hmm. parents didn't really know um, what it is. But I think that being an immigrant, like, children of immigrants that's another layer added onto that as well yeah I was literally just about to that's a really good point like I think not only is I think for us we have another reason for feeling quote-unquote you know like pressured or at least really influenced to just choose college as an option it's not just because it's like the norm or whatever it's more actually because like we feel the need to be exceptional or like to justify our like parents sacrifices for us so like kind of going back to our conversation earlier when we were talking about um whether our parents had an influence in like our um career options like I felt like I had a lot of freedom actually it was like the opposite of that cliche but that freedom came with a good amount of confusion as well because instead of the whole like oh you should like go for this prestige like this career it was more like oh, you know, like, do what makes you happy and, like, be a good Muslim and stuff like that. But I think that can carry some kind of weight, too. Like, when you feel you just want to give back or, you again, like you just want to justify their sacrifices. So it's, like, you're right, Yassan. Like, there is this added layer of, like, I won't say guilt, but I will say, like, duty or, like, loyalty, maybe. And I think some of that's, like, healthy. But at the same time, it can add a certain like moral like ethical weight to like the decisions you make about your life that is kind of undue because like ultimately you're going to be okay and your parents inshallah are going to be satisfied with you know your decisions I feel like in the realm of like this with the career I feel like your parents like they're coming from a good place you know they want you to have what they didn't have or they want you to have more than they have so it's not like they're doing for selfish reasons, but mm-hmm. it might come off as that, you know, which is like tough. I have like a lighthearted question, I guess, um, for everybody. If you could either tell yourself or other people who are going into the same field as you, what is some advice that you would give them? The all-nighters are not worth it. Yeah, I can agree to that. It's not worth it. For me, I feel like um, you have to realize that uh, in the pursuit, you know, in medicine, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I feel like people are quick to the the pre med community is really toxic, and I don't think that's like good. So my word of advice is that network and really open up to people and realize you're in this together like you, your best friend isn't your competition like you guys are just gonna you know help each other out and to hopefully become doctors one day so that's I think for me like a really general piece of advice this isn't like field specific but something I just learned throughout college and like life in general is that when it comes to narrowing down your interests or you know what's like the opportunities you find it's not always going to be like input output in that like for example you think that to get a certain job you need to do a certain internship to get a certain position you need to get close with this like professor but like in my experience 
all the things that I ended up sticking with or really liking happened in a kind of like roundabout way. So like my uh, freshman year, I had to take like a philosophy and theology course. It was like year long, nothing to do with my major, like nothing to do with my field of study, but because I really enjoyed it and like tapped into like what I genuinely interested, I ended up getting close to that professor and that professor ended up like nominating me, like whatever, recommending me for the job I currently have. And so like that chain of events, like changed, sounds dramatic, but like it's changed the trajectory of my college life. Like I have the job for all four years, alhamdulillah. Like I see it becoming a really big part of who I am and what I like to do. So it's like, don't underestimate, like just listening to yourself. We think that we have control over every single opportunity we have, like every single, you know, decision and um outcome but it's more like you just have to be like open to everything and you'll find like those like those links will like things will connect you don't need to like force it if that makes sense so yeah I feel like mine's kind of silly but girl read pick up a book like like, girl, do you really think you're going to be a lawyer without knowing how to read? Cases are literally pages and pages long and you have to be able to pick out like what is important. So please just pick up a book and read. That's for me, though. But for you guys, just keep doing what you're doing. If you could go back in time, do you think you would do anything differently about your life? This, I guess this could be academic or I guess your career or personal. Is there anything you would change? My life. What? What? Your whole life? It was really dramatic. Uh, no, it just, uh, no, sounded really. No, no, I was commenting more on like the fact that you included like my life as an option. It's just like so dramatic. Oh, but... oh, um, career wise, no, because if I didn't go into what I did, I would have never met Nowfall. I feel like it would all be the same like I feel like eventually I would end up in the same place I don't know I don't really see myself doing anything else I'm not really a woman in STEM so shout out to the women in STEM though y'all are holding it down for us all right well how about everyone else this is gonna sound really I more easy it's more easy easily said than done but I think just I wish I ignored my imposter syndrome more I think that held me back a lot from really little things like i wish I joined a sports team in like middle school versus like I don't know I I feel like I could have uh, explored more not that I want to be a woman in STEM but I wonder if like I could have enjoyed it a little bit if I actually it's one thing to not do it because you're not interested in it and another to just think like you're just not good at it without even trying and something that somebody said to me once that really stuck with me was like you know, sometimes you have to believe in yourself to do things. And then sometimes you have to just do things in order to believe yourself in yourself. Like sometimes you just don't have the time to think too much about whether you're like deserving of it, just do it. And then you'll figure out if like, you know, then you can think about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of, you kind of have to build credibility with yourself. Like you kind of have to prove, like test things out for yourself. Um, so you know what? I would just try to like squash that imposter syndrome and realize like, you're not supposed to know everything right away. You gotta try. So, like, you got anything? Oh, um, I kind of think about this a lot, actually. I think I would have. I kind of wish I had um, found architecture earlier. Just like in general, I never took an art class in high school, and that definitely would have helped. I think because I was like, I'm gonna be a doctor. I don't need to take art classes. Um. And that was a bad move on my part. But I kind of wish I had applied to other places because, like, I don't, I pretty much only applied to OSU and like University of Cincinnati because I knew I, like, honestly, I, I, why did I even apply to University of Cincinnati? I wasn't ready to move out of, out of the house. Like, there was no way I was going to be able to move out of the house at that time. But I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, kind of wish I had at least tried it's it's good to feel uncomfortable because those things I think really builds character yeah sometimes but also I'm kind of glad I didn't because I ended up having to stay home anyway because of COVID for my first year so yeah 
I think for me, um, I don't think I would change anything about my academic journey, but I would change, like, kind of to your point, like, uh, that, you know, the all-nighters aren't worth it, because I feel like freshman year, all I did was grind. I, like, my roommates would, like, you know, they would hang out, and then I would be like, no, I gotta grind. I gotta go to the library. And now looking back, I'm like, damn, why did I do that? Because I don't, because they, like, when you hang out, they always joke, like, oh, you remember this event? You remember that? And I'd be like, I wasn't there. I was at the library, or I wasn't, I was just grinding. So it's kind of like, I can say that now because, you know, I'm on the other side, but it's, it's tough, but I think it's going to be okay if you take a break and, you know, treat yourself a bit because you don't want to burn out at the end. So I think it's really important. I guess to anyone who's about to go to college, just enjoy it. It's four years, like four years flies by, just enjoy it. Like. The all-nighters aren't worth it. I promise you, you staying at the library all night and only having two hours of work done, like, it's not worth it than you just taking two hours out of your day to actually do it. Like, just enjoy it. Life just moves so fast. It's crazy. I feel like college was like that, and then it's over. It's like, I blink every night. I mean, in the moment... Actually, in the moment, it feels really fast. Like, February? Like, where did... I mean, I'm not in college anymore, but, like, hello, where did February go? That's so true. Yeah. I'm almost done with my third year already, and then I have one year left, and I'm graduating, and I'm like... "Ah." Like, it literally feels like just, like, yesterday you graduated, and we had, like, that whole IMSA ceremony. No, I know. (laughs) No, I know. Everyone was casting down? (laughs) No, I know. it's COVID. It was COVID. COVID COVID took my whole first year. We got beef with COVID. Miss Covey? Oh, okay. Kind of on that, like you're saying that you're going to graduate. I don't know. This kind of brings me back. Like, I feel like, okay, maybe this is all families, but I feel like especially immigrant families, right? You're you're, you're senior in high school. They're like, okay, what's next? And then you decide um, you're going to this college and this major. You go through junior, senior, what's next? And then if you don't have an answer, they're like, so what are you going to do? I don't know. I feel like people are you know, our older generation, you know, Oms and Dantas there. If we're not doing something, that's kind of like, some. it's like, we're, it's something bad in their eyes. And I think we got to change that, you know? It's okay to like figure out yourself, you know, go travel a bit before you settle down and realize that what you want to do because life life is short. Wait, I that's a, that's a really good point. I think it also kind of makes me think of what Kiana said earlier, like as her short piece of advice was just like just enjoy it and that I think it's like beyond alms and tantas honestly no I I agree like I think there's a uniquely pressuring experience coming from like immigrant families but I think we all internalize that like we do things in order to do the next thing and that's like you know the big thing behind mindfulness and like everything I don't know if you guys are like that's something you guys are like seeing a lot in like mental health stuff um but like you just try to focus on like what you're currently doing like it's okay to enjoy things for the sake of doing them like that's something I really really try to learn and like internalize in college and just every day is like if if everything or if nine out of ten things I do are in order to get me to the next step or whatever the next thing I have to do is like I try to find at least like one thing that I enjoy doing just for the sake of like doing it I think ideally that's how we should like you know live our lives or whatever but that's a lot of pressure um do things for the sake of doing it because I think enough people including yourself are telling you to like have to make a next step and next because like if you're always waiting for the next thing like you're never really like living it so normalize enjoying where you at yeah love yourself Mm self-care for real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. love yourself all right, that's all for today, folks. Tune in next time where we're going to dive into Ramadan goals. Inshallah. Bye. 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 alaikum. See you next week. Oh, See you oh, next oh. episode. See you next Bye. time on. Oh, thanks right. for listening. Death talks. We love you guys. Oh, stay death tuned. Talks. What's the tea? What's the tea? That's the tea. That's Wait, the that's tea. the tea. That's the tea. Uh-oh. We gotta oh, use ew. that. It's in the name. That's the th- ew. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like that. <laughs>
G- oh, itulah tehnya. Something about that just don't sound right. not right. If you guys have any ideas for how to close this. We're actually taking submissions for a jingle. If that. you got a soundboard, send us your jingles. Thanks for listening, y'all. See you next time. Bye.